Welcome to the Retro Crap Chat, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. How's it going? Do you need to catch your breath? Are you, that was good? It was fast? No, definitely right? not the fastest I've done it. No? I think the last one was faster. It probably was, but I feel like you were trying to show off for our guests. I was, definitely. Yeah. Um, also, my mouth is a little a little dry right now, so it's kind of hard to get that, that sweet, sweet flow. You want some water? I have some. Nah, I'm good. Thanks for that, though. We just lost all of our new listeners. <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to show off my swallowing skills. You, you, I can't believe I just said that. <clears throat> <clears throat> Speaking of... Oh, that's an amazing segue into what uh, I was up to this weekend. Oh, okay. I did a thing that I'm very excited about. Lay your thing on me. Matt, this weekend I lost my virginity. What? And by that, of course, I mean, I went to my first midnight screening of Rocky Horror Picture Show! That makes way more sense. Yeah! <laughs> well, you think I'd bring that up on the podcast? No, but for a moment I thought maybe, but then I thought, no, this is going to be really fucking weird. <laughs> but, oh, you threw, me, you threw me for a loop, son. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I specifically phrased it like that because I wanted to see how you would react and I kind of didn't expect that, but... I was a little excited for you, wasn't I? Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we were. Uh, I was in Portland for the weekend mm-hmm. for a friend's birthday, uh, and we were having breakfast at this place that was right across, across the street from this uh, theater called the Clinton Street Theater. Mm. It's in southeast Portland. Uh, and... Uh yeah, they just said Rocky Horror Picture Show Saturday night, and I was like, oh cool! Like, I wonder if that's tonight. We should, you know, check it out. And so we go online. Turns out this theater has been showing the Rocky Horror Picture Show every Saturday night since 1978. What? Every single Saturday night since every 19 Saturday night. since 1978 at midnight. So what? Yeah, so we all went. Um. And it was great because it was our first time. We had to play Virgin Games, which is where they bring you up on stage and make fun of you. Oh. They they make you do embarrassing stuff like me and and my friend Emily. We had to put our hands behind our back and then try and open a condom wrapper with just our teeth. Like together? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that was fun. Uh, We didn't win, but we came pretty close. Like We got it out eventually. And didn't like tear it or anything? No, no, no. I mean, I feel like that would be the the way to do it fast would be to not care about the integrity of the condom. But, like, it's important. But it's important. Safe sex is cool, guys. Yeah. And also, this is, like, a fun party trick. (laughs) (laughs) Is it, though, if you have to invite someone else to do it with you? It's like a couple's party trick. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, So, yeah, and then you, you you got to see it. Yeah, and it was, uh, like, there was a lot of new people there, so I don't know if we really got, like, the full Rocky Horror Midnight, like, experience, Uh, but there was definitely, you know, people there that knew all the callbacks, and everyone was getting, you know, singing along and and getting involved, and they have a stage up there, and so when they do the Time Warp song, everyone gets up on, um, you know, up on the stage and does the the dance along and sings. I don't know. the you know the time let's do the time warp again and it was great it was a really fun experience 
That's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty fun. Like, we were like right kind of in the front row, like just right of the screen. It was kind of like three, like left, middle, and then right, like sections of seats. And we were like on the right, like right in the front row. And, you know, they sell prop bags there too. So there's like, at the beginning, you're supposed to like throw rice in the air when they're like coming out of the church from the wedding. Oh, cool. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. So. Oh, man, that was so fun. That was pretty wacky. Cool. Uh, yeah. What about you? Did you get into anything exciting? This past weekend? You know, Sexual or otherwise? Uh, well... Don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not this kind of podcast. Mm-hmm. We can start a different podcast if you want to get into that sort of thing. Yeah, I'll tell you all about my sexcapades in another, in another podcast. Cool, yeah. And it won't be weird. Only if you make it weird. <laughs> I'll make it weird. Yeah, it's inevitable. Yeah, you will. <laughs> I like. I can talk seriously about it, but I won't. Yep. <laughs> no, this past weekend I watched a movie. Oh my god, a whole movie! And so far, that's all I remember. Was it in mm, English? Ah, uh, uh, was it a cartoon? I was it. I don't know. Did you watch it at home? What day is it? It's t- Monday. Today is Monday. Unless that's Tuesday. <laughs> it's definitely Monday. Yesterday was... Sunday. Sunday. And tomorrow... Sunday. And today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. What's that from? I don't know. Is that I, from The Office or something? Is it? No. I feel like it's from like a Disney movie or something. Uh... Or some sort of animated movie. Might not be Disney specifically, but something like that. Anyways. Oh, I remembered what I'm trying to nice. think of. Nice. And it wasn't this weekend. It was the weekend before. Well, it's been a while, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Anyway, I finally watched A Quiet Place. Oh, sick. What do you think? I loved it. So good, right? I really did. Oh, that's awesome. It was, I mean, like, I was I was blown away. And, like, as... Uh, as someone who who is really used to paying a lot of attention to soundtrack and sound design, I feel like maybe me more so than the other people in the room. I was just really taken in and really blown away. Because oh yeah, easily that's my favorite part of the movie is is how they used sound. Oh yeah, it's, and it's especially a, silence. It's a right? key key part of the film. Yeah, and, and it's, it's such a good way to do any suspense or or horror or anything mm-hmm, like that. Like, mm-hmm. and, and really use the sound. Yeah, well, I think there's like there's like the cheap way of doing that, which a lot of horror movies do, where like right before the scary thing happens, all the sound drops out, mm-hmm. and then you know something really loud happens, and that's the jump scare, right? But um, like the new It movie did that a lot. Oh yeah, I remember, I remember you mentioning that. Like too bad because other than that, it's an amazing movie, but it just relies on these stupid jump scares the whole time. But uh, in a quiet place, like they maybe maybe normalized isn't the right word, but. I was kind of thinking, like, kind of normalized silence. Like, silence is such a regular thing. It's, like, an integral part of their life. Yeah. That, like, the silence before the scare thing, you're still misled by that. Because you don't know if it's just silence that's normal. Yeah. Or if it's silence because all of a sudden... Yeah, oh, yeah. Crazy-ass aliens are there, which I thought were really, really interesting design. Um, Super interesting design. And someone, someone, someone that I was watching the movie with... Kind of made a comment of, uh, like, oh, yeah, the the aliens looked really cool, but I wish that they weren't just, like, making whirring clicking noises like aliens always are. Um, I didn't really, I didn't get that, though. Like, 
did you did you feel like they were, they were just like making alien noises like as commonly? Because when I heard them, I I thought it was really interesting because it was super like tonal, like it all sounded really like echolocation rather than yeah rather than just like predator noises, you know? Yeah, I kind of got that vibe too. I think it's been a while since I've seen it, um, so I I don't remember their noises exactly, but yeah, that's kind of what I got too. Is that they were like using sound to kind of to navigate mm-hmm. or like communicate with one another that kind of thing yeah but oh it was oh it's good i was oh, so cool. drawn in and it was so moving yeah and so devastating yeah i think what's really cool is i there's this uh, youtube channel called lessons from the screenplay where the guy um <laughs> he doesn't do it as much anymore but when he started out he was really actually like it was a screenwriting channel about screenwriting where he actually referenced the script and like would read the script and analyze the script as opposed to just like this is how you tell a good story um <laughs> like video like every other youtube film criticism video essay channel uh, okay um and so uh, he actually got to interview the screenwriters uh for a quiet place oh and they and and the sound designers and they were like talking about how like uh they would like include very very detailed sound descriptions like in the screenplay mm. and stuff which is cool because like as a screenwriter that's often like the last thing i'm thinking about when i'm writing a script <laughs> unless it's like you know an actual like sound cue that needs to happen to right you know, but yeah isn't move isn't, the story in along the, in or... the production of a film isn't that like the last two steps you do like foley and then you do soundtrack but, uh sound yeah is is always the last thing to to get done basically like you edit the film and then you get what's called picture lock which means you're not going to make any more cuts to the movie it's done and then it goes and the dp will work uh to do coloring color timing and then the sound team will be working on yeah putting in uh usually yeah all your foley and sound effects first and then music kind of goes in last so yeah it's good that they had that so solidly in mind, like right from the get go. Yeah, but yeah. That premise just—that premise was just perfect for a suspense horror kind of film. Like, it's such a good idea. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah, I love it so much. It's definitely—it's in my top, top, probably top five of the year. Dope. I've, I've seen so far. Dope. Saw a couple other movies. I saw Bad Times at the El Royale. Uh, which is really fun. It's directed by Drew, written and directed by Drew Goddard, who did uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh. It's probably what he's most famous for. And this is like a 1960s, like Quentin Tarantino esque ensemble mystery kind of thing that all takes place at this hotel. Cool. Yeah, it was it's pretty good. Uh, there's a couple of things that uh, didn't didn't that were like set up that didn't kind of play out as well as I hoped or or didn't get like explained in a hmm. like some plot threads that kind of started at the beginning and then just kind of fizzled off oh. uh and then i saw the new halloween movie on thursday oh you did yeah yeah oh el royale though is still amazing i would totally recommend it go see it okay it's also one of the best of the year oh sweet yeah. there's a couple of a couple of little nitpicky things that all right. Um, yeah, Halloween's really good. Yeah, uh, I like it. I liked it a lot. It's it's a uh, it's a direct sequel to the first one, which is the second time that they've done this, where they've taken th- they've tried to like reset the continuity 
of uh, yeah. the Halloween films. Um, three, if you count the remake. Did we count the remake? No. <laughs> I remember liking the remake when I was in high school, but I feel like now I probably wouldn't. Hmm. Maybe like, we'll have to watch it. Because I'm kind of over like Rob Zombie and this crappy like edgelord. Like piece of shit attitude i don't know <laughs> um uh like i just feel like maybe halloween isn't the movie that needs to be remade yeah probably not um but this one this one's really good uh it has it uh i won't get into any spoilers or anything like that but it's okay. it's a good slasher film it has some it, it balances it it's like I've seen a couple of people complaining that like the tone was kind of off where there's like scenes that are more comedic and then like contrasted with like the horror stuff as well. And there's one scene where I can kind of see the like, you know, they jump to telling a joke like right away, right after this horrible thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Like just happened and is like still happening off camera. Oh, they're like going to try to play this line for laughs. Well, and so that that one definitely stood out to me in the theater where I was like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the reaction they were going for. <laughs> maybe if so, they they nailed it. Um, but yeah, like some of the some of the humor scenes, like I actually like. I like when a movie can walk a line of being like very serious and very funny. Like I think Ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. Taika Waititi does that in like all of his movies. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, the, as soon as you said that, the first thing I thought it was what we do in the shadows. What we do in the um, shadows. Hunt for the Wilder People. Yes, that yeah, that movie was really good. Starts out hilarious and then gets so deep. Tragedy. Yeah. And then the next scene is also hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe the funniest scene in the movie. Oh gosh. Um and Boy is exactly like that too. Uh anyways, off topic. Uh so that that didn't bother me too much the going from like, well, we're going to throw some humor into cuz I think you kind of have to in those sort of movies as long as it's not at the expense of the horror like if if you're yeah. playing off like if you're doing a horror comedy then sure then you can play the violence off for laughs like ash versus evil dead does that very well mm-hmm. but it uh you know in a movie where as long as you take the violence seriously and then you can also add humorous scenes in between or add a joke in here or there as long as it's not at the expense of the horrific nature of the film yeah, totally. um, yeah, it's pretty good. There's there's one character whose motivations are completely sus. Sus? Suspect. Oh, okay. Um, okay, what the cool kids are saying? It, yeah, as into that's uh, so sus. That's on the street. Uh, how we're talking? Cool. Well, on on a street that I was on the other day. Oh, I was walking just over there. That. Okay, well, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, uh, where like his motivations kind of only exist to move the plot forward, mm. kind of mm. reminds me of a movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, my one my major kind of complaint was just one character I felt kind of only behaved in a in a way that was to to get the the plot into the third act right and had showed no signs of behaving this way until this one moment Mm. i think i got out of that without 
any spoilers. So I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. So I think that's kind of everything I watched. Venom came out earlier this month. Yes, it but did. But I did not bother to see it. I forgot that it even came out. Yeah. Uh, until yesterday. Because the reviews were horrible. Some people said this movie is so horrible that it is awesome. Uh, I don't believe them. It just <laughs> looks bad. So yeah. maybe when it shows up on Netflix or something, I'll give it a watch. But I'm definitely not paying to see it in the theater. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Probably because my last cinematic experience with Venom was so terrible. Yeah. Spider-Man 3. Sucked. I'm going to ask MJ to marry me. A man has to put his wife before himself. Can you do that, Peter? Yeah. I think I can. We have some new information. This is your uncle's actual killer. We lost his trail two days ago. This man killed my uncle, and he's still out there. Everybody needs help sometimes, Peter. Even Spider-Man. Revenge is like a poison can take us over before you know it can turn you into something ugly the suit where'd this come from the power feels good you lose yourself to it whoa spidey love the new outfit Remember Ben Parker? What does it matter to you anyway? Everything! Do you want to push me away? Why would I want to push you away? I love you. You knew this was coming, Pete. I didn't kill your father! We have to forgive each other, or everything we ever were will mean nothing. I need your help. I have to stop it. This could be the end of Spider-Man. Oh, so bad. Um, um, I I had actually only seen this movie once prior to our screening. Yeah, I think maybe I'd seen it twice. Oh yeah, but like my, I, my mine was was on an airplane. Ooh, that's a great way to watch a movie, right? And so like <laughs> I was just on an airplane. I was going <coughs> going to Europe, um, and I saw Spider Man three was there, and I thought I like Spider Man. Yeah, I'll watch this definitely. with my with my earbuds on this plane, and. Um, our screening having like a more present um, and focused um, watching experience was somehow worse. Yeah. So I remember I saw this movie in the theaters and I think I've probably watched it once since it came out like on DVD. Cause I, I 
bought the spider-man trilogy box set on boxing day one day yeah, yeah it was course, like 10, 10 bucks or something right yeah and i like the first two a lot so i um i was like ah oh, fuck it i'll just get this and then probably watched spider-man 3 once and was like yeah yeah <laughs> not so much <laughs> uh. um but yeah actually i was gonna rewatch the other two before doing this as well because i hadn't seen them in a long time uh but i only got around to watching uh spider-man 2 that's my favorite one mm. I, I went out of order and it's and it's the one it's my favorite one but also kind of the one that i'm least familiar with yeah i, I mean we, i don't remember it that well but. yeah um but it's definitely upon rewatching it i can confirm that it is the best of the trilogy hmm. in my mind i like one a lot too i think there's some cheesy stuff in one that well, was like course, a yeah. product of the era that it came out in yeah that's fair because superhero movies weren't taken completely seriously no they're not back like, then they're not for like sure. the big dramatic thing that they are now yeah um and and so it it there's some i don't know if i'd say there's some weird tonal stuff in there maybe there is but you know i love willem dafoe as the green goblin oh my gosh so good like he like he is chewing all kinds of scenery and he makes such a good villain. Yeah. And I always throw back to Spider-Man 1 when I talk about like how superhero movies don't need to have big dumb spectacle endings. Yeah, like the boss fight where everything is just full of CGI and explosions and you're fighting a big gray monster inside a circle of fire. Yeah. Like all the time. Like that was my biggest complaint about Wonder Woman is that everything you've seen Wonder Woman, yeah? I still have not seen Wonder Woman. Ah, fuck. I thought you watched it. Okay. Um, You've talked about it a little bit before with me, though. Like, Okay, well, look, it's amazing, but at the end, she ends up fighting Ares, the god of war. Right, yeah, and I've there's, heard that. And there's just, he's just a big gray monster in gray armor, and is they're, like, fighting, and there's just explosions all around them, so it's just, like, this big wall of fire. Uh, and that's stupid, and I don't like it. Because, okay. like, the ending of Spider-Man 1 is, like, the Green Goblin and Spider-Man fighting in a brick building. Yep. And that's it. And, they're, and like, it's getting, great. And they're getting, the sh- like, he's getting the shit kicked out of him. And it's good because they established both characters as characters. And you just, you, it's about the drama and not about the spectacle. So much better than, like, 90% of every comic book movie ending on yeah. the market right now even the good ones even the good ones yep like spider-man homecoming i really like a lot because they made the villain a character yeah right? it's still not as good as the first sam raimi spider-man movie you can quote me on that i, I kind of agree to be yeah. honest like yeah. yeah don't at me <laughs> <laughs> anyways um <laughs> spider-man 3 let's uh, let's get into it Yes, lots. So, the joint menorah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the joke, the running joke <laughs> that we had going while we were watching this. My because, first note. Because <laughs> we had to entertain ourselves somehow, because the movie sure as hell it's wasn't going to do it. real bad. <laughs> was that, um, we like to imagine that James Franco's character, this is a prequel to um, uh, Pineapple Express, and that he's the same character as he was <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. Pineapple Express, and he would just smoke cross joints all the time and then we were talking about how like well you need help to light a cross joint 
so what, how would you light a cross joint if you're on your own? And I was like, well, you'd have to get like a menorah <laughs> and light a bunch of candles. You'd light three different candles evenly spaced. Yeah, and then... And hold it up to your cross joint. And then that's... And then put your cross joint in your other hand and individually blow out the candles. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole ritual. So that... Well, yeah, it should be though, because it's you know cross joint. It's like a it's like a religious experience. Yeah, it definitely enriches the experience for for everyone involved. Oh, so the movie though. Yeah, let's um, get into the movie. I'm gonna pretend like I'm not sending a text message right now. I uh, mean, like if you hadn't said anything, I I'm not even looking at you, let alone all of our listeners. Exactly, because I'm not sending a text. Why would you be? I don't know. I'm hey, what the fuck are you not, doing over there? <laughs> not a bad, I'm not a bad podcast host, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, so in this movie, um, uh, Spider-Man is a dickhole and, and a symbiote being lands from space. Yeah, so... In- Somehow in a comet that isn't noisy or incredibly bright and when it flies over the head of mj and spider-man they don't fucking notice it because they're making even out. though they're look they're watching the sky okay well they were making out but like not yeah. even out of the corner of your eye big glowing comet that lands not that far from you like the symbiote gets on the back of their bike when, Matt, they, when they leave when you kiss the person that you love the most in the world so okay. passionately here we go all other things disappear, and you're only focused on uh, this person that you're sharing this amazing, beautiful moment with. And that is true love. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, probably not. It's happened to me, and I'm still calling bullshit <laughs> on this movie. It's still bullshit. But the only reason that hasn't happened to me is because I am incapable of love. Well, that is also another <laughs> podcast, isn't it? Yes. Um, it's, about, it's a podcast called Pretend I'm Your Therapist. <laughs> uh, this will be good. Be good. We're, we'll we're going to talk about this cool. after. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm down. Let's, let's have a meeting about that one. We're starting a network. This is how it begins. <laughs> a podcast empire. Um, yeah, no, it, that's stupid. It's also stupid because in the previous movie, they introduced... Uh, uh, John Jameson, who's J. Jonah Jameson's son, uh, as like Mary, Mary Jane. I was going to call her Mary Ann for a second. I don't know why. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know why. MJ, dude. MJ. Um, it's my initials. Uh, as her like other love interest, like she's engaged to him, and then at the end of the movie, she leaves him at the altar to go be with Peter. Because she she ends up finding out that he's spider. It's this whole big thing. Just watch it; it's amazing. Um, <laughs> and, and he his character is like, I'm trying to think about. I don't think it happened in the comics, but in the cartoon show, uh, he comes back from space and like the Venom symbiote has like gotten like on his spacesuit, and that's how he ends up bringing it to Earth. Right. I think in the comics is an alien. There's an event called Secret Wars where Spider Man. Uh, ends up getting this, the black suit when he's on another planet, and then yeah, I'm sure the comics are much more complicated. Definitely, definitely are. And in this movie, they went for no complication no, at all, not at all, because it just lands. Yeah, and that nothing, the, no explanation. It begins a uh, a trend that we noticed in this movie where things just happen because they have to. Yes, to move the plot forward. Like, why did this happen? Well, just because it did. I eventually stopped taking notes on the movie <laughs> and just wrote 
things just happen in this movie. <laughs> and I gave up. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Like, um, it's nothing like, uh, I mean, like, do you want to go through the plot or should I just go through my notes? Cause what was the plot? I don't even know. Uh, the plot is, let me, let me sum up this movie in, in, uh, under a minute. Okay. Please do. Uh, Spider-Man and Mary Jane are very happy together and, uh, James Franco is very angry at Spider-Man because he thinks he killed his dad. So then he tries to kill Spider-Man, but then he gets bumped on the head and then they're friends again. And then Spider-Man and Mary Jane break up because she's sad that she sucks at singing on Broadway. And so (laughs) she (laughs) decides to go be friends with nice Harry, who is now friends with them again, uh, who then takes a drink of whiskey and goes insane Again, and starts seeing his dad everywhere. Meanwhile, Spider-Man is a total dickhole and just has a total ego and is completely self-obsessed and ends up kissing Gwen Stacy upside down in front of New York when she's giving him the key to the city. Yeah, it's the Spider-Man kiss. Yeah, and he's a total he's a total cock nugget and <laughs> uh, and uh, James Franco goes evil again after only being good in the movie for about maybe half hour uh, and. Decides to he forces Mary Jane to break up with Spider Man and then she does and then uh, oh at some point he gets a black suit and there's another guy that killed his uncle and then he turns into Sandman and then Spider Man drowns him and then he rips off the black suit and it lands on Eddie Brock who's mad at Spider Man because he humiliated him for becoming uh, for faking uh, a photo of Spider Man robbing a bank and then he becomes Venom and tries to get revenge on Spider Man and Sandman and Spider Man team up and they kidnap Mary Jane and then. Uh, um, James Franco has another change of heart uh, and decides that he's going to go help his old buddy Spider-Man uh, because he, his his mentally handicapped butler tells him that he, that he didn't die. Another wow. <laughs> um, uh, uh, that his dad didn't die from Spider-Man because his own, his own glider killed him. And then uh, James Franco dies and then the Sandman flies away and everyone's happy? Question mark? I wasn't. <laughs> How'd I do? Was that a minute? I highly doubt that that was under a minute. But I don't, also, I don't have it set to minutes. I have it set to bars. How many bars was it? I don't know. We're, we're at nine hundred and three bars. <laughs> Are we at one twenty BPM? Uh, yeah. Well, then it's. I can't do the math. Right <laughs> right now. Ah, I fucked up. Never mind. Um. Uh, okay. It should be simple math, and I'm just failing right now. So, anyways, that's the entirety. So, wait, did you buy by four? No. BPM is beats beats per minute, per so, minute. so yeah, 120 yeah. is double time. So yeah, 120 divided by four, because there's four beats in a bar. This is and that's uh, a minute. Uh, thirty divided by 30, be thirty. Thirty bars is a minute. Yeah, probably. So that's how boring this movie is. We just stopped to. <laughs> I don't want to fucking talk about this fucking movie. Do some mathematics. Well, dude, take don't don't take it out on the mic. Oh, I almost fell into my lap. So the joint menorah. Let's go back to that bit. <laughs> okay, so yeah, this movie is is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so this movie is just things happening. Yeah. That's it. Like Sandman is a crook, and and like when they first introduce him, like they they have like the briefest moment of being like, oh, they could make him like a real person. 
because he is like it briefly shows him like running away from some cops sneaks into an apartment his daughter's there he just wants to see his daughter and it's revealed from talking to his wife who hates him because mm-hmm. um, he's a criminal and he became a criminal to get money for like whatever's wrong with his daughter she's got some better. kind of lung thing or something she's got like yeah. an oxy- oxygen tank on. yeah her, yeah she so. was sleeping with oxygen and she has a oh. like one um one of those hand or wrist canes yeah so she's probably got some sort of uh like cystic fibrosis or something like that yeah and so it was like setting him up to be like oh this is like an empathetic dude just like it's just on the wrong side of life man you know yeah and like you almost feel for him um and then he like his wife's like get the hell out and he has to go and like has a locket of his daughter's face and it's like the only thing he takes with him besides his ugly ass shirt yeah um and then the next time we see him he's just like running from the cops and the dogs through what's referred to as the marshlands even though it looks like a field just kind of a field with some fog in it yeah and then he like hops a fence with barbed wire while he's running and then he's running some more and the people stop the cops stop at the barbed fence and then he falls into a pit all of a sudden and the cops can't see him because he fell in a pit. And he's in a pit with some sand and then, like, some walls of steel and some science spinny things. Yeah. And then it goes to a control room and there's some people talking about their experiment. And it's like, oh, the mass has changed of our oh, experiment. Yeah, a slight deviation in the silicon mass. Yeah, and the dude in charge is like, it's probably a bird. It'll fly away. Engage! Yeah. Like, what? It'll fly away as soon as we fire it up. Let's go. It's like, oh, something's changed in your experiment. That's It's like so, that you've lost control of your experiment yeah. and you don't care. And so in the science hole that's just in the middle of the marshlands. Yeah, with sand. And so the science things spin and he gets turned into sand. Yeah. And which, we have no idea where he was, what the hell the experiment was supposed no, to be about, why no. the fuck they wouldn't have cameras looking at their experiment they're just doing it blindly yeah from inside from inside somewhere we don't even uh, yeah. it, it, so it drove me nuts fucking mic i don't have well just turn the no i'm gonna okay um i don't have a problem necessarily with the like science experiment gone wrong turns him into the sandman kind of thing like that's like that's like a classic stanley comic book kind of yeah, yeah trope, sure. as right a, as a general like idea i'm totally I'm fine board. with it why why the fantastic four get their powers cosmic rays totally sure why not it makes as much sense as like well they injected the dna of rubber bands into his arm like what doesn't it makes as much sense as why spider-man is spider-man yeah exactly so i don't have a problem with that but it's just it happens because it he needs to turn into Sandman. That's the only reason. Because once again, things just happen in this movie so that the movie can happen. Yeah. It's it's just uh, ugh. Yeah. And then like, yeah. And then there's there's a, a crane like a building, like a crane on top of a skyscraper that's building something that's going haywire. Um, and Gwen Stacy is in an adjacent building doing like a photo shoot. And then the crane smashes into it, and, like, the floor starts to fall out. And there's a bunch of other people in this room. Um, but Spider-Man comes in and saves Gwen Stacy just in the nick of time. 
Yeah. And she's all flustered. And her boyfriend, Eddie Brock's reaction to seeing her hanging off of a building is, oh my God, that's Gwen. Yeah, I guess she's like doing that photo shoot. I thought she was at a photo shoot today. What's she doing hanging off a skyscraper? (laughs) Yeah, it's like... He's played by Topher Grace. No fucking reaction. Which, by the way, is the reason that he's not in season eight of that 70s show. Is because he quit the show to do this movie, right? Yeah, because this was going to be the thing that like made his career, and it did not. Oh, and it also, and it also ruined season eight of that '70s show. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Is they replaced him with Randy? It's a great name, by the way. Yeah. If you ever have a kid, nope, don't do it. <laughs> What's it? Is it short for something? Randall, I guess. There just... is a name called Randall. Ooh. I don't know if I've ever heard that shortened to Randy. Randy is his own name. Worked for a boy or a girl. <laughs> <laughs> what you should really do is name your kid Rondo. Rondo. The amazing Rondo. Yeah. That's from Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. If Build you sets using only his mind. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, that scene, he only saved We have to Gwen. stop bringing up better movies. Yeah, he, we need he, to get through this. <laughs> Like, there's a building crash, there's an entire photo shoot, Gwen falls, but there were other people struggling not to fall, but he only saves Gwen, and then promptly leaves the scene. Because, again, the only point of that scene was for him to have that moment with Gwen. Yeah. But, like, but the actual issue isn't resolved. And to maybe introduce a love triangle between Gwen and Eddie Brock and Peter, but then also Mary Jane. It just right, it doesn't yeah. go in, anywhere. In that scene, Eddie Brock's like, oh, by the way, I'm dating your daughter because her dad's there because her dad's yeah. the chief of police. Yeah. Why is her dad the chief of police? Doesn't matter. Why does he say he's dating her? Well, I Cap- don't know. Because Captain Stacy is the chief of police in the comics. Yeah, sure, whatever. Anyways, he also... But he just says that he's dating her. We never see them together dating. They ever. went on a date, and then he asks her out again at the spider-man parade where she's gonna give him the key to the city he's like hey we had like an amazing night do you want to like go out again and she's like um as if i love spider-man now i guess i honestly don't remember that happening yeah it's that he's he's there to take pictures for the bugle and then it's it's literally the only scene they have together i think wow well, i might have blacked out yeah or, or <laughs> blinked and missed it yeah um, yeah, um that's super dumb uh, it's. I think promptly after that is when we have the uh, worst Stanley cameo of all time. I fucking hate that scene. <laughs> it was so bad. It is so bad. And I remember sitting in the theater going, this is a new low. <laughs> they really... I think that was the, the moment where I, I had uh... an epiphany of like, oh, I think Sam Raimi's trying to get fired. <laughs> wow because <laughs> like la- like i remember reading up on it now like later that like there was big creative differences between like him and the studio and he didn't want to bring venom into this movie he wanted to like introduce the black suit and then like kind of like tease venom for the next movie or something like that oh um and so he but they're like no you have to put venom in you know because like spider-man in the comics had the black suit for a while and and then there was then he ends up it's it basically the same as how it happens in the comics and it happens in the cartoon show too where he goes to the bell tower and rips it off and then it lands on Eddie Brock. Right, 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 right. That's like yeah, I remember that coming like straight from the comics and specifically also actually more so the animated series. But um, so 
he was more interested in focusing on the Sandman, which is why the Sandman seems like maybe the most developed character in the movie and like the only character with an arc. Kind of. Kind of, because we have that set up at the beginning, like I said, that like could have been good, but then... But then nothing. There's mm-hmm. no. There's no resolution there. Like, he just. He's almost a character. Yeah. Like they. Which totally, is better than everyone else. Yeah. Like they even waste Aunt May in this movie. Yeah. Like she. She is the second. I think. No. Third best part of this movie. She's the third best part of this movie. She's a fucking gem and I love her. Oh yeah. Um, she's, and she's, she like gives fucking Tobey Maguire her engagement ring to give to. Yeah. Mary Jane. Because like Aunt May in these movies life advice is a boss. She's like, amazing. There's the there's the scene in Spider Man Two that's like so fucking beautiful, um, at where like they invite Peter over for his birthday. Like he he forgets and it's like Harry and um Mary Jane and Aunt May. He was like he only has three friends. Yeah, and one of them's his aunt. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, and Nerd. and they invite him over. She invites him over. And they have like a surprise party thing, and then he's he's staying at the end and. She he notices there's like some um like final notice uh you know foreclosure kind of things like the bank's gonna take your house kind of right right right, right. kind of stuff and and he like wakes her up and he goes like hey I, you know see that you're having money problems and, and blah 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 and they have this little chat and then as the scene's going she goes into her purse and she pulls out a twenty dollar bill and gives it to him and she's like here happy birthday and he's like. No, like Aunt May, I can't take this. And she just like she kind of like yells at him, almost where she's like, "You can't take it. Like it's not much, and you know, but it's your birthday, and I'm not doing it justice by this description." But it's this really, really, really beautiful scene, and like, like, like it'll make you cry. It's so good. Nice. This is a beautiful scene between her and she's an amazing actress, also. Um, and and yeah, there's that scene, and then there's a scene where um. Peter tells her about, he doesn't, he doesn't tell her that he's Spider-Man, but he tells her about the night that Uncle Ben dies where he lied about wanting to go to the library and he went to like a wrestling thing. Right. And and, and tells her that he didn't stop the, he had a chance to stop the the carjacker. Um, and and he didn't because he was mad at the wrestling promoter because the wrestling promoter didn't pay him, uh, his full, you know, prize money. Right, because it didn't go the length. Ten rounds? Or yeah, yeah, three rounds. Yeah, three rounds. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, and that's an amazing scene, too, where she, he kind of tells her this, and he's like, and, you know, then later we found out it was the guy that carjacked Uncle Ben. And, and, yeah. Really good. Fucking watch Spider-Man 2, guys. Don't watch... Don't watch three. It's awful. We're, we're going to tell you much more than you even need to know about Spider-Man three. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was reading my notes. <laughs> uh, one of the other things they ruin and kind of ruin in this movie, they kind of try and make up for it, but also like they didn't need to was like, they introduced Flint Marco, who's the Sandman. And it's like, there's this like plot where it's like, this is your actual uncle's actual killer. Like, he confessed in prison, you know, that it was him that shot your uncle and not your, not, no, not his partner. And we have other witnesses that corroborate this. And basically the only reason that happens is so that Spider-Man will go, like, rage crazy when he gets the black suit on. 
Yep. And and want to like kill Sandman, um, and like you know go, you know hell bent for leather. Yep. Revenge, hell bent for revenge. No, That's leather not, is good. Yep. That's a metal song. I think it's a Judas Priest song. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, uh, there was, there's no reason for it to be in, in the movie. And then like at the end, you know, because you kind of see it in a flashback um, where like Peter's imagining it and he kind of imagines him just like shooting Uncle Ben for no reason. Whereas in... Uh, you know, and then at the end, he tells him, like, this is what really happened. Like, I pulled your uncle out of the car, and he s- said to me, you don't have to do this. Why don't you just put down the gun and go home? Then I saw my partner coming, and I still had, you know, the gun in my hand, and he, he bumped me or something, and I accidentally shot him, and then he left me. And yeah, It was a great scene. <laughs> he had just shot Uncle Ben, and he was stunned, and his partner gets in the car, like, before he closes the door, he, like, yells to say, man, get in the car! And then puts, <laughs> just drives and then away. Drives away instantly. Um, and, Gave yeah, no chance at all. And to then get in the car. And then Peter Parker's like, "I forgive you," because there's one scene where Aunt May tells Peter that Uncle Ben wouldn't want them to live with revenge in their heart. She's a fucking gem. Yeah, she's great. That's that's a really good scene. Probably yeah. the best scene in the movie. Anyways, you got, now you have to do the hardest thing: forgive yourself. Yeah. So good. Yeah. But in the new one, she's sexy. Hmm. Yeah, I feel <laughs> so weird about that it's choice. It's not... Like, I it's don't... It's not the best. I don't get it, and I... Like, like because because, look, because can, I don't understand it, I hate it. You can have sexy Aunt May, but I think kind of the whole point of the MCU Spider-Man is, like, they didn't want her to redo the origin story, and so then they kind of negate Uncle Ben, and so then there would be no point in having... Aunt May, you know, there to spout wisdom because he doesn't have an Uncle Ben, really, like in the movies. Like that, you just kind of assume that that happened. Yeah, I guess at, so. At some point, but like. Yeah, anyway. Because he says. Different movies, fine, don't yeah. worry about it. Um, so, anyways, that's, that's the kind of shoehorned in, like, Sandman subplot that was supposed to be the main plot. And then the studio was like, we need Venom in this. And then that's when I think Sam Raimi was like, well, fuck it. If you're going to make me do this, I'm just going to... Shit I'm just going to not try. <laughs> yeah, and it's clear. I'm just going to do... No, no effort in this. Like, I'm just, like, well, maybe maybe he put a lot of effort into making it bad. Oh, and, well, then, <laughs> and was like, accomplished. I'm going to have Peter Parker dancing in the street and uh, yeah. doing a weird jazz... Taking over the, the piano at a jazz club. Yeah, that bar scene and was horrible. Like he dancing goes, all goes over in the there place with Gwen and... Stacy, and and uh, like all the tables are full. And she's like, "Oh, I hope we can get a table." And he, like leans in like way too close to the the hostess and slipped her some money and says, "Find me some shade." Find us some shade. And I'm like, Which, "What the fuck does that mean?" First of all, I'm like, "Okay, you know what? That's kind of a cool line." That's like, "That's like, like yeah, hey, baby, find me some shade." And like, I assume like, "All right, you want like a private seat at the back, right?" But yeah, like the way he like, does it, where he like pulls her in close and like whispers in her ear and like tucks some money into her hand, he's like, "Find me some shade." It's like, ah, no, that's, please don't rape me, Spider Man. Sexual harassment, <laughs> right there. Thanks, Toby. 
<laughs> and Toby. <laughs> <laughs> the office has ruined the name Toby. I don't think that the name Toby was great before the office. It, it wasn't. It's not. Anyways, um, <laughs> and then smile if you like men's prostates. <laughs> oh, Toby. Anyways, uh, so there's there's he's also the best character in the office in a way. <laughs> we uh, could side another. That's another podcast. It's an entirely other podcast. <laughs> we have to start three other podcasts our, when we're done here. Our so office. Let's, let's wrap this shit up. Our office podcast. Yeah, we'll call it Bears. Beats Battlestar Galacta podcast. Nailed it. That's it's not too long at all. No, that's the first thing that, that won't fit on a Twitter handle. Anyways, <laughs> um, oh, what the fuck were we talking about? Okay, so the bar scene, the bar scene, and then Mary Jane uh, gets a job as a singing waitress at a jazz bar because she got fired. She got fired from the Broadway. Critic, the critics just destroyed her. Yeah, which okay, also, but also the scene where she gets fired. Like, the directors are really nice to her. Yeah, because, like, no one had called her or, like, they tried to get a hold of her agent and couldn't or something. Yeah. And so she, she, like, shows she, up. She shows up and they're rehearsing the opening number. With someone else in her spot. Mm-hmm. Assuming, we're assuming it's the understudy. Yeah. And the directors look so awkward and they feel yeah. so bad. They're like, Mary Jane, like, we tried to phone you and we couldn't get a hold of you. And then they're like, if, like, if you want, we could tell people that you fell ill. Yeah. And then she's kind of like, Fuck you, you fucking motherfuckers! And like, That's, does she the middle say finger anything. and like ma- moonwalks out of the theater. <laughs> middle finger and moonwalk. <laughs> Fuck you, motherfuckers! That's Mary Jane in, in a nutshell, exactly. right there. That was an interesting choice by Miss Dunst. I thought. Yes, but you know, respect. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh goodness! Yeah, so. Uh, it's great though because she like she like leaves in like a huff. She's like, ah, oh, I can't believe I've been fired. And then there's like just like this like kind of like cut back to like a little, little denouement on the scene where she, where the directors are like, well, that was very poorly handled. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, let's just good. rehearse, I guess. Yeah, that was the best joke in the movie. Yeah. It was, um. It was so anyway, so she's just singing a waitress, and then uh, she has broken up with Peter at this point, who's gone full uh, emo weird guy dancing in the street wearing a suit you know like being a jerk be- smoky eyes yeah being a jerk to the russian girl that lives with her dad across the hall that is very clearly in love with him oh clearly and he's like hey do you have any cookies with walnuts and she's like no but i mean i have, I have some nuts i could go bake some he's like yeah, yeah go bake me some and he's on the he's on the phone with dr connor's like go give me some milk and just being like a total just, total bitch yeah a hole he said, what did you say before that made me lose my lunch? Cock nugget? <laughs> <A> cock nugget. <laughs> Which is just a chicken nugget, but it's made out of a rooster. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh-huh. Not my fun anymore. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I ruin cock nugget for you? You ruined cock nugget for me. And wow. I don't know if I'll ever get over it. I'm sorry. Well, I'll talk to you about it in the Pretend I'm Your Therapist podcast. Right. Um, no, okay, so we're talking about the jazz club scene. So he brings Gwen Stacy there on a date. How did they meet? Oh, right, he's in, they're in the same class. Anyway, it's not important. He, they go on a date. He does the Find Me Some Shade. She gets up to sing, um... Mary Jane gets up to sing. Mary Jane gets up to sing, uh... You uh, Give Me Fever. You Give Me Fever. Peggy Lee. Uh, and then... 
Spider-Man like hops on. I'm just going to refer to him as Spider-Man, by the way, even when he's Peter Parker. Oh, yeah, it's just easier. <laughs> he hops on the piano, and he's like tickling the ivories a little bit, and he's like... For some reason, the symbiote has made him really good at piano. Yeah, and the band is just kind of like okay with it, because they just keep playing, and then... Maybe they hate her, I don't know. It could be, and and he's like, this is for you, and then he just yells, double time, and he jumps onto the piano, and the band just like goes with it, like, oh, cool, double time, and then just like start playing this like jazz, like swinging jazz number, and he's like dancing across the tables and like sliding across the floor, and then the band somehow all knows to like slow it down as he like turns and whispers, now dig on this, and then they go back to the doom, doom. I hated it so much. I hated it like so much. Doing the doing like some snaps and and oh, it yeah. It, I hated ugh. I hated everything about my life in that moment. Like, what serious? What everyone should do moment. though is go look up the Peter Par- Parker um, walking down the street scene where he like gets a suit and he's like dancing and like doing like finger guns and all the ladies like hey baby. Uh, I think, I can't remember, I, w- I want to say Arlnauts did it, because it seems like the kind of thing they do, but I, d- I can't say if 100% that that's what they did, but if you just search, like, yeah, like, Spider-Man 3, street scene, no music, or something like that, it'll probably come up, or dancing scene, no Where music. Where someone has just taken the music out of it? Yeah, and they've added, like, Foley, like, just, like, city, city soundscape, but then they've also, like, added in some, like, ADR dialogue, where they're, like, adding his voice in, where he's like, hey... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like this such a fucking total pervert. gross creep, and it it's so funny. It totally ah. works. Go watch it; it's amazing. It's way better than anything in Spider Man Three. Absolutely. Um, well, well, except for one thing. What was that? Well, Aunt May was the third best thing. Yeah. The second best thing is obviously JJJ. Oh yeah, JJ Jameson's amazing. Is he just? He's just. Is is incredible. I love That's because he's been a he's been great in all of the Spider Man movies. Yes, he's always he awesome. Plays the role perfect. And if they're gonna if they're thinking about recasting for the new series, forget about it. Just get him back. Yeah, just, just do it. Just get him it's back. Hundred percent worth it. Don't fucking just just get him back. Don't fuck with it. Don't fuck with perfection. All right. And um, he's just yeah. And in this one, he's got like. Like, Betty Brandt has, like, a, an intercom, but for some reason in this one, it just vibrates his entire desk <laughs> so violently. For some reason. Yeah, because she's supposed to keep telling him, like, to watch his anger because his of his blood pressure. Blood pressure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great. It's, it's, again, one of the things where right. I'm pretty sure has, Sam like, Raimi was like, I'm just not trying. Yeah, and there's, like, three different pills on his desk, and yeah. he's, like, talking to someone. It's like, what? Remember to take your pills. Reaches for one, not that one. Reaches for another one, not that one. Really slowly reaches for the last one. Well, he just kind of does like a point where he's like this one. Points down at it. She's like, and she just like does the nod. Yeah. And then he's about to take it. It's like, and he like throws the pills everywhere. And she's like, make sure to drink plenty of water. (laughs) And he just everywhere. Yeah. And And he leans over and, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which was fantastic. But in my opinion, if we can move on to the greatest part about this movie. Greatest part about this movie, absolutely. So, Spider-Man. Yeah. Even though he has been a massive asshole and given away the Spider-Man kiss to someone else. A masshole, if you will. I will. Or is that someone from Massachusetts? A masshole? That's Uh, so rude. We just lost all of our Massachusetts listeners. 
Well, here, I'll take an even bigger chunk of the listeners out. It could also be someone who attends Catholic Church. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. We lost an entire state and an entire religious group. Asshole. Uh, Wonderful. Anyways, keep going. Um, Anyway, yeah. He's been a huge asshole. He's been a huge asshole and, like, hasn't been listening to her and she's obviously not doing well and he's ignoring it and he decides he's going to propose. So he goes to a fancy restaurant. Oh, yeah. And there is, <laughs> at this fancy French restaurant, a French waiter. Played by Bruce Campbell. Played by Bruce Campbell. In his third cameo in the Spider-Man series. because he, He's been in all of them. Yeah, he's obviously, because from the Evil Dead movies and Army of Darkness and all that, he's like Sam Raimi's like, oldest and dearest friend. And so he... Um, he played the wrestling announcer in the first Spider-Man movie, who's like, the human spider? What a terrible name. And then introduces him as the amazing Spider-Man. Uh, so and then in the second one, he plays like an usher uh, that refuses to let Peter into Mary Jane's play. And then in this one, yeah, he plays the French waiter. French and waiter. the rumor was going around that in the opening of number four, it was going to open with uh, like uh, Spider-Man fighting Mysterio. And then it was, they were going to take the helmet off and it would be revealed that it was Bruce Campbell and that that was like all the same character that was kind of like following Spider-Man around even though he hadn't existed yet at the beginning when he was in it. Yeah, when he was like introducing him as the Amazing Spider-Man, but whatever, we'll just get past it. Because it would have been amazing. It would have been funny. would have yeah. been great, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's... Oh, he's so funny. And... uh yeah, he's he's a gas like right from the beginning, but then um, but then you know, yeah, Spider Man tells him you know that he like give him a give him a wave to bring the you know the champagne with the ring at the bottom of the glass over, mm-hmm. um, and it just happens a bunch of times. You know, like Gwen shows up at the restaurant, which is again just a thing that happens, and touches Peter like a lot. Yeah, and like goes over to say hi and puts her hand on Peter's shoulder and is, has it constantly there for the entire conversation. And, like, is meeting Mary Jane for the first time. And they're obviously on a date at a fancy restaurant. And he's just, like, feeling up his shoulder. And it gets real awkward. Yeah. Real fast. Um, and, but, like, when he, like, waves to her, the French waiter's like, <gasps> and he, like, gets the 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 people that bring the yeah. champagne. Because well, it's also supposed to be, yeah, because he's also going to get them to play the song from the Broadway show that she's just that been she's fired just from, fired which he doesn't from. know about. Because he, yeah. Because like, he's not a good boyfriend and doesn't nope, listen. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Um, but then like, but then like he has to like wave and say no. And so he's just like, you know, like quickly like snaps his fingers and like shoes them away. Um, yeah. Like, like it's their fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, it's great. I can't describe it to do it justice, but like that's, that's the one scene that I would recommend watching. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Cause it happens, it happens funny. three times, right? And the final time they like, she storms off in a huff and then they, yeah, she storms out and like the... he, the French waiter doesn't say anything, but he's just like, fuck it i guess and just like <laughs> they bring it over they put it down the violin starts playing and he fucking walks away yeah <laughs> clearly this isn't happening when i'm done i did my job because like but the second time they do it he like he like claps and like points like so violently for them to get out it's so <laughs> yes. funny oh, oh it's great aggressive french waiter it's it's brilliant yeah, yeah. um but then yeah no, then there's like a dumb fight with Venom and Giant Sandman at the end, and and Peter Parker and 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 James Franco become friends again, and they fight. 
even the black suit spider-man peter parker tried to like almost kill james franco with a pumpkin bomb at yeah, one point part of, part of his face is all messed up which yeah it looks like scar tissue that has healed over time yeah it, looks it very... was like yesterday yeah he should look like two-face in the dark night oh yeah or just be dead up. or be dead because Could also be dead blew up by his face well no this this keeps with the spider-man mythos because in the first one like he has a pumpkin bomb blow up like pretty close to him uh, like Peter Parker does. Oh, I guess. Why did I call him Peter Parker when in that scene he's very much dressed as Spider-Man? <laughs> of all the times <laughs> to use Peter Parker. And that's when it like blows his mask open. Because like, in every movie he has to have his mask... Partially destroyed. Partially destroyed. Of course, um, of course. Because you got to be able to see his face. Um, and, and everyone has just like masks that just I think, peel away so you can see their faces. Yeah, I think this one he like takes... He just like takes the mask off at one point, isn't he? He's just like, oh, fuck this. Yep. <laughs> yeah so they have this like big dumb fight in a construction site with mary jane once again suspended from something very high and needs to get saved mm-hmm. um and then uh he destroys the pumpkin or destro- destroys the venom symbiote with a bunch of pipes and a pumpkin bomb because yep. it's established that the, the symbiote doesn't like sound Ringing sounds, Just probably like some sort ringing. of frequencies. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like has a moment of him like it goes into his mind and it thinks about like the church bell ringing when he was taking the symbiote off. And I couldn't tell in my mind it's like, oh, it was the symbiote is always reactive to certain frequencies, and that's why he could take it off, or is it like that's the symbiote's trauma now being ripped from its host from the sound of the bell, and now the sound of the bell mm, freaks it out. No, I think it was because because it it happens in that scene too, where he rings the bell and then the symbiote kind of like jumps off of him a little bit and like screams. Right. And so I think it was yeah, it was the sound sound waves, the the frequency. So he like surrounds it venom like, with a bunch of pipes and just like. But like in hits no it. way is a bunch of like like hollowed steel pipes the same frequency as a big church bell would no no it's not no no words I, it's fine it's fine it's fine so he wins <laughs> it doesn't need to make sense he wins Thanks. his pipes what's the what's the and motto the, of this film things stuff just, just happens happen yeah. because they have to ah, fuck this movie is so much <laughs> i hated it yeah, it's not bad. It's I mean, it's, it's it is bad. It's not good. So he incapacitates Venom and rips Brock from. Yeah, he's like I'm gonna save Eddie Brock. Yeah, and, and he's like, oh my Geodude. um, and leaps back into the symbiote. <laughs> Brock, because that's all I can think of when I hear the name Brock. Yeah, forever and always. Yeah. Um. So he jumps back into the symbiote as Peter Parker throws the bomb in and it blows him up. And then James Franco dies, and then they have a funeral, and then Spider-Man goes and saves Mary Jane from being a jazz waitress. <laughs> <laughs> and they live happily ever after. Yes, like, they don't leave the funeral together, like, they, like she leaves, because they obviously, obviously have issues to work out, but then, like, shows up while she's working, interrupts her song again, and, like, takes her hand and leads her off the stage, and then they embrace. Matthew... Like, You're fucking up her job again. Let, let me just... Let me just explain something to you, okay? okay? When you're when you're a jazz waitress, <laughs> and the love of your life, Kate, the man you've known for your since you were such a fucking dickhole. a little kid a that you were in love with, but he's such a cocknugget. comes up and just like holds out his hand and is like, "Come, come with me. I'm gonna take you away from all this. You don't need to be singing jazz waitress anymore." 
nothing else matters. You 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 just take his hand and you dance with him. And the band just kind of will keep playing for a bit until the manager figures out what's going on. And then he's going to come over and be like, um, Mary Jane, are you going to sing or what? And she's like, and then, you, and then he'll, the man you love will be like, uh, she ain't no singer here no more. I'll, I'm going to provide for my woman. And, and, uh, and, and you'll leave and you won't be able to use that job, uh, on, as a reference nope. on your resume. Cause you fucked it up, but it's fine. Cause you have true love. And that's what true love is all about, man. So about someone providing for you by taking pictures of himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taking pictures of himself and having to leave a lot in the middle of the night to go uh, save crying. children from a burning building and a bank robbery. But only one of them. Only one child from the burning building. Yeah. Only saves one at a time. That's what I've learned from this movie. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> if you're a pretty girl falling from a building, you'll probably be safe. If you're the creepy photographer that was taking pictures of that girl moments before the crane hit the building, you're probably going to die. Yep. And I'm not saying that you necessarily deserve to die. Like, you're a bad person if you're, like, a creepy photographer guy who just, uh, you know, uses photography to, to get close to beautiful women, which I assume that guy does because he was perv. Um, uh-huh. I'm not saying you deserve to die, but, like, maybe you know, like something bad should happen to you, like. I don't know, you just bought a new suit and then, like, a taxi cab was going to drive by and, like, splash a bunch of puddle water on you or something like that. Classic. Have you ever actually had that happen to you? Never. I have. I've definitely done it to other people. <laughs> where, oh, like, shit, really? There's been a lot of, like, a lot of rain and there's, like, a big old puddle on the side. I'm like, I got to drive through here and these people, they're going to get... It's nothing you get can do doused, when you're in the yeah. car. You have to drive and there's a puddle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think that's happened to me. Maybe. Yeah, I blocked it. It was I. Yeah, I had it happen just once, and like it was already raining, so I was like wearing rain boots and I was wearing a raincoat. But then that happened, and it just like this. It was like a big wave just pouring into my boots. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, all right. And That's what was great. the worst experience, that or sitting through Spider-Man 3 again? Oh, it's Spider-Man 3, 100%. I'd yeah. way rather get splashed <laughs> with a giant tidal wave into my boots. There you go. And watch this fucking movie ever again. Uh, yeah, I have no doubts about what we're going to rate this movie. And I'm sure uh, you also don't have any doubts about that either. Or the audience. No, I think we've been pretty clear from the beginning that yeah. this movie... Is one big pile of shit. That is one big pile of shit. Boy, howdy, is it ever. Um, yeah, I... Fuck. Okay. I, that's it. I'm done. Uh, next month, we'll be back. Oh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes for this movie? Fuck me. Okay. I mean, we don't have to. But no, it's just... let's find out. It's a tradition. Yeah, we um, like to know. It, it, it's an interesting way to compare other shit movies that we've watched. Ooh, also, we had some mail. Hold on. Uh, we had mail? Yeah, we had mail. You almost mail. forgot? I almost forgot. You uh, we, can, we can get into it. I'll, I, I copied it to my notes, so I don't have to like log into the thing. But let's pull up the uh, thing. Uh, why don't you talk about something? Well, uh... So Halloween is right around the corner, uh-huh. and there are... Lots of great Halloween classics that oh, we recommend that you watch. God. I'm fucking talking. Literally, you're looking up. this is literally the question. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, way to preempt that. 
Um, okay, I'll talk about something else. I got, I got Rotten Tomatoes. It's fine. We okay. can just get around that. All right. Guess. 12? No. Is it lower? It's way better than that. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Is it like 40? Higher. Is it 50? Higher. It's, high. it's more than half. Yeah. 58. It's got a tomato. It's got a red tomato. No. Yeah. 72? No, 63. 63. I know. I'm a little shocked. The audience score is 51, which, pff, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. But um, I remember being pumped for this movie. I was like, they're going to do Black Suit Spider-Man. They're going to do Venom, probably, because Eddie Brock is in it. But the, but then didn't you watch it? No, yeah, then I watched it and it sucked. <laughs> but I, I, I'm just saying, I remember I remember being excited. Um, anyways, question. Uh, we got an email here. Yes. Uh, from Tyson. Tyson. Hey, hey Tyson. I uh, forgot to uh, let us uh, let us know where you're listening from. I don't think Tyson mentioned it. Um, but yeah, I'd love to know where people are from, where Could they're listening be anywhere. from. Could be. Uh, Tyson wants to know. Uh, he said, "Hey guys, what are some of your favorite scary movies to watch uh, around Halloween time, craptacular or otherwise?" Oh, so awesome way to work in the title of the pod, Tyson. You nailed it. That sounded like I was making fun of him, but I genuinely meant. I genuinely meant. You like... did sound incredibly sarcastic. <laughs> no, no, seriously, that's some good branding there, man. Way to title. I, I, I was being genuine, but I think. Sorry, Spider Man Three broke me. Um, <laughs> fair. I, I've got a bunch. I don't know. Do you want to start? Uh, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Boom. It's always good. Yep. Um, the one with the three witches and the talking cat. It's like a Disney cartoon or something? No, it's no, it's real life. Hocus Pocus? That's the one. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> that one's horrible. Yeah. And hilarious. I don't know if I've ever seen Hocus Pocus, actually. You've never seen Hocus Pocus? I don't think so. Well, that's fair. Actually, I hadn't seen it until pretty recently, uh, to be honest. Or at least maybe I saw a long time ago before I got it. But it's, it's craptacular, in my, yeah, in okay. my opinion. Like, nice. it's, it's terrible and funny. And, like, everyone's dumb. But, like, a few people are just, like, eating their parts yeah, yeah. so well. Good. Like, uh, Jessica Parker. Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker? That's the one. Yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker's in it, and she... She plays her part to perfection, and it's great. <laughs> nice, nice, good. It's very silly. Yeah. Um. What do I... I mean, I try to watch Halloween, like the original John Carpenter Halloween, around Halloween every year. Not necessarily on Halloween, but that's that's definitely one of my go-tos. I love that movie. Um. But I love scary movies. Like, they're... Uh, I watch... Uh, all right, I'm going to throw out 10 recommendations. Boom. One, John Carpenter's Halloween. Two, original Nightmare on Elm Street. Three... Uh, Friday the 13th part 6 Jason Lives it's amazing he lives yeah it's so good uh, it's kind of campy it's kind of fun kind of tongue in cheek really good really really good um, I'm gonna say uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 that's number 4 it's also a horror, horror, horror comedy uh, mm-hmm. it's very good it's very bad shit insane I love it uh, I just watched uh, Behind the Mask The Lies of Light thing. <laughs> It's awesome. Uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. It is a mockumentary. Rise of Leslie Vernon. Yeah, about a an up and coming serial killer. It takes place in a in a universe where like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and the Friday the Thirteenth movies and the Halloween movies uh, exist, but they're based on like myth of like the real life killers. 
Oh. And there's like yeah, and so then there's like this guy who's going to establish himself as um being the next great serial killer in that style. Um so and they kind of like follow him as like this mockumentary and it's like it's like Scream but kind of like even better than Scream in a way of like taking that like if you like that uh what's it like um postmodern kind of like uh, uh, aware, not you know, like self-aware kind of yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I know what you mean. Take on on horror. This one is amazing. It should be more popular than it is. What was it called again? Behind the Mask: The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Cool. It's available on Shutter if you have Shutter. Um, number six, right? We're on number yeah, six. six. Number six. Uh, I'm gonna say Army of Darkness is a great. I still haven't seen that. Is a great one. It's, it's one of the Evil Dead movies. It's the third one where he goes back in time to the Middle Ages. That's a really good one. Uh, I'm gonna say what else do we got here? Uh, Cabin in the Woods is a go-to of mine all the time. Love it. Love Cabin in the Woods so much. Uh, another great kind of tongue-in-cheek, like oh, yeah. s- self-aware take on on horror. Um, oh, I need another good one. Um, if you really want to like actually be scared. Uh, the descent is terrifying. No, no. <laughs> it is so scary. Oh, it's scary as shit. Oh, I do not like it. It is actually it actually Just... creep, creeps the living fuck out of me. Yeah. Um, and that's saying something. Too. I know there's one. It's over on my shelf. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look. It's like right across the room. Hold on. Oh. Uh, I'll cut this out. I remember. Or you can talk. Did... If you do good filler content, I'll keep it in. But it's not. It's... Yeah, it wasn't descent. The movie where like they're driving behind someone who has a bunch of poles in their truck, yeah. like at the beginning, and then like they fall off and someone gets pulled straight through the face. It's like the main character's husband or something. Yeah. And then after after we had watched that movie for the first time, we were driving and someone had a bunch of poles sticking out of the back of their vehicle, and I was like, "Oh look, poles," <laughs> and it didn't go over well. Okay, I'm back. Uh. Uh, the Strangers is a great uh, home invasion slasher movie. It's really creepy. Oh, it's so messed up. Yeah, uh, and uh, so that's number. That was nine. That was nine, and then uh, the Babadook is so fucking scary, but such a good movie. I remember. Yeah, you told so me so fucking good. Watch that shit. Um, also, the Evil Dead remake is really good. Just it ends with the sky literally raining blood. Right. So that they can do the most over-the-top gore ever of, like, shoving a chainsaw into a demon's face and ripping out its spine with it. And you and you just can't censor it because just there's blood everywhere. It's all blood. <laughs> it's really good. It's so over-the-top and extreme and, and like, but, like, campy and, and ugh, so good. Love it. Love it. Nice. Watch it. Cool. Well, there you go, Tyson. Tyson, you wrote in and you got a whole shit list. Yeah. Sorry, it's uh, a little later. We had some scheduling conflicts uh, yeah. this month. Kind of yeah. made it tough to get the episode out on time, but we did it. We did it. We uh, we're gonna have it out before Halloween. So there you go. Um, you can you can still watch a scary movie on Halloween. Any one of those ten that I recommended. And also Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Yeah. For shits and giggles. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, that does it for us. Uh, if you like the podcast, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Gmail, at uh, the at RetroCrapPod. 
we do have a Patreon account as well. Um, at uh, at patreon.com slash retrocatpod, I think. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, YouTube, anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Spotify, we're on Spotify now. Check yeah, us out on Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Um, Spotify is really helping out the downloads, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. A lot of people listen on Spotify, I guess. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Spotify. Um, yeah. Any new listeners from Spotify? Email in. Yeah. But hopefully with like a question or something. Just be like, I listen on Spotify. Like, no, I want cool. that email. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Someone just emailed to tell us that. I think that was precious. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll give you a shout out. Let us know where you're listening on Spotify from. Uh, hopefully not from Massachusetts. I apologize to the great state of Massachusetts. <laughs> Massass. Massass. Mass hole. Mass hole. That's what it was. Uh, I would apologize to the Catholic Church, but I think they also have a lot to apologize for. So I think we'll just call it even. That, you know what? Fair. <laughs> I think that's more fair to the Catholic Church, honestly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we don't like to talk religion or politics on this show. Uh, yeah, our, our bad. Yeah, that's that's our bad. Um, watch The Exorcist. Great movie about Catholics. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, give us a subscribe on iTunes, and if you can give us a review, hopefully five stars, um, and and type a little thing like it's funny they make fun of Massachusetts, <laughs> whatever. Just type type out a, a recommendation, and then just like tell a friend if you have a friend who you think would in, you know enjoy this or get a kick, tell them to download it, and that that's honestly the best way to to spread the pod love. Ninety yeah, percent of the podcast I listen to, I listen to because someone recommended it verbally. Oh yeah, it's great. So, um. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, also, we're thinking about maybe doing some Twitch streaming of some classic Star Wars PC games because I guess got my gaming PC set up and there was a flash sale on GOG with a bunch of old uh, Star Wars titles and I've been playing Podracer quite a bit yes. the last couple of weeks. I've got first place on the first two Pod Podrace circuits, like you all did. all seven. I finally the game is fucking there hard. Was, there was one that was giving me shit. Of course, it, it took me a long time to get. Yeah. To get first on that one. Um, the old hard video games. But I did it today. That game is like unapologetic with, of how hard it is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, because it's... You have, to, you have to be so good to not yeah. die yeah. every two seconds. And you have to like choose your pod racer carefully. Oh, There's yeah. like some where it's like, oh, if you just pick this one, it's like too big. You'll die. <laughs> you can't fit in the crack. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> or you got to be really, really good. Because it's the same track no matter what. Right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good, it's good ones. Anyways, if you want to see that, we're we're throwing around the idea of it. We don't have any have, or like a good way of doing it right now, so it would be a little bit of effort on our part, which I want to keep the effort minimal every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but like if enough people want to uh, want to see that, we will figure out how to set that up and do it. So if you want that to happen, let us know, and we will figure out how to set up a Twitch stream because we don't have any idea how to do that. I'm sure it's easy. I have a well, I have a basic idea of how to do it, but anyways. Uh, cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, and until next time, keep watching crap. Bye.